The singular reason that I deal with negative comments so easily is because I have empathy for them. Yep. I feel bad for them. You got your perspective. I just want to be happy. Don't you want to be happy? Hey guys, here with the man himself, Gary. Here to talk about all things mental health. Okay. So as you might or may not remember when we met back in London, uh, I'm a psychiatrist and I think we've done mental health all wrong as a society. We name it something negative, mental health, even mental health awareness. It's a awareness of this big scary beast called sure. mental health. Sure. I want to try and flip it on its head and make mental health this thing that we all try and achieve rather than try and avoid. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's right. I think the first way we can do that is to change it to mental happiness instead of mental health or put to your point, position it a little bit lighter Yeah. because it feels heavy as shit. And there's a couple questions I have for you because there's some things that, that kind of sat with me when I met you back in London. Um, the first of which was you mentioned something about wanting to meditate, right? But that you were a bit scared to do it because you were, it was, you were worried it's going to unlock something. Tell me about that, man. What are you scared it's going to unlock? Yeah, I mean, I think it was, a, you know, yeah. much like a lot of things I do, a little bit of, of it is tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think it's important to preserve things that are working. And I think sometimes people, you know, you look at athletes that overwork something that's working and then they get injured. Right. And so, you know, the tongue-in-cheek statement of like, I'm scared to do meditation because I might fuck up something is more of an ode to like, geez, I'm so grateful, so grateful for right. my mental, you know, happiness yeah. that I'm not, I, there's no, let me say it on the record, I do not believe that if I started to meditate sure. that it would unlock some door that opened up a new framework that made me not as happy. At the same token, I'll be very frank, I'd rather have those 25 minutes to do something else, right. whether it's exercise, whether it's to spend time with somebody, whether it's to work on my business, because, I'm, because at least for now, it's going the way I'd, I feel, and I also do believe what I'm about to say. I feel like I'm meditating at all times. I'm very capable of deploying macro perspective at all times. Like literally as we sit here now, there's something running in my brain that says, God, it's so good that everybody you care about is healthy. Right. That's amazing. That's actually incredible. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing that we, I guess everyone should try and attain is that ability to be present at all times in what they're doing and be able to, to do. And that's, that kind of brings me on to the other thing that I want to ask you about, clouds and dirt as a philosophy. It's phenomenal. and. Um, it kind of resonates deeply with a lot of things that I believe, which is uh, that, you know, I, I always, I've always described it as taking on a superposition, like which is when kind of tiny little atoms can take on two different states that don't appear to be related in any way, actually contradictory at the same time. And that's kind of what you are getting at with the cloud and the dirt, right? In as much as you've got to be both here and up here at the same time, and not so it's it's kind of being in the state in the state uh, in the state simultaneously rather than in the middle, right? Massive global, massive, you know, audacious perspective. Yeah. And deep practical capabilities. Yeah. You know, double P's, right? If you can have perspective, proper macro perspective, and you can have micro, you know, practitionership, mm-hmm. you will be happy and win. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. Having the humility and the audacity back to your contradiction. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean that's how I got to clouds and dirt, you know. Yeah, which is Cuz I've always been fascinated by that about me, which is um, the things I'm willing to do mm-hmm. right now that are below my pay grade. Right. This pod- 
podcast. This is super scrutinized by the people around me. Right. They're like, why are you doing this? We don't, we don't have 15 minutes for very important shit. Right. You're letting money, opportunity, VIPs. Why are you doing this? I don't know. Like intuitively when we were talking, I thought it was a good idea. And I want to, I think, you know, in my massive pers- you know, perspective, giving back, look, you're going to leverage me being on this show. Absolutely, for sure. And that makes me feel good, that's me giving back. Right. This is a bigger thing, giving you these 15 minutes, than me giving you $15,000 for your app. For sure. For me, yeah, yeah. It's, it's easier to write the and check. For me. So, so for me, um, humility and like perspective, like I don't think, I don't know how many very busy people are running around knowing that they need to put change into the bucket of giving back in their time, not their money. Mm-hmm. And how often are you acutely aware that you're, you're thinking that? Is that always. all the time? Like are you, are you always on. Are you fully in tune with what you're thinking and feeling all yes. the time? Yeah? That goes back to why would I need to stop my state yeah. to do that when that's when you, the that's, only that's thing I'm doing. Right now. How did you get there? I have no goddamn idea. Really? So you don't, you don't know if it was like your childhood, your parents? I, you look, of course, right? DNA, circumstance, yeah. you know, nature, nurture. But then, then that doesn't allow me to say, well then go do this. What I can do is I can, the thing I like to do is reinforce through my words, because communication is the most powerful tool, right. of like what is happening here. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday I'm like, save your money. That's a practical, tangible advice. Okay. Uh, and then two posts earlier that a lot of people see is in 35 years your grandkids will read everything you've posted, yeah, have the perspective. So I don't want to sell anybody a course. I don't want to pontificate that I do these 13 steps, people, and you'll be like me. I'm just speaking the truths. I'm probably no different than what, maybe how I got there was hearing truths. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at eating my own dog food. Okay. So like, you know, even your question maybe just got me into a place. Listening to my mom's macro perspective, being forced to be a practitioner because I was bad at school, so if you're gonna make money, go make money. Survive in society, work, hard work matters. Um, I'm very passionate about sharing my points of view for free, in perpetuity, and I have a communication style that clearly resonates. And so then all of a sudden, once I figured out that that was true, then it became a sense of a responsibility. Right. I'm very aware that for an enormous amount of 21-year-old guys in the world, I'm gonna be the guy that puts them onto kindness and gratitude and empathy. Nobody else can do it. Absolutely. I believe that. It's incredible, and I, I think that too. I think um, the way that you frame kindness and empathy in a way that is practical, as well as, it, again, even, even in And that, even cool, right? Yeah, and, like, and cool. If you're gonna break absolutely. through an 18-year-old guy, you're not gonna get him absolutely. through altruism you're not gonna get them. You, absolutely, right? absolutely. You're right, you're right. And so I don't have ideology, I just have ambition. There's no way I wanna go about doing it, I just want it to happen. I want everybody to be happier, mm-hmm. kinder, more grateful, more empathetic. A lot of good will happen, there's so much abundance. Yeah. There's a, you know how much food gets thrown out in New York City every night? We have abundance in the macro. Yeah. It, there, and so I think that there's an abundance of love but it's not being deployed. Okay. And I want to think about that. Nice. So, when things don't go your way, have you ever gotten to a place, a bad place, have you ever been anxious, have you ever been down to the point where things feel a little out of control? No. It's never happened? No, and honestly I think it will. 
I think it'll happen when, well, because I think somebody that I love is gonna die. Right. And thus, I'll feel some of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think most people feel out of control in business and relationships. I don't care about money, and I never want to do the wrong thing for another person, which gives me all the leverage to not be in that place. Okay. You know, people get anxious because somebody else has more leverage with them in their relationship, right. and they need them, but they can't control them. Mm-hmm. And thus, when that person goes awry in a different direction, right. they feel anxious. Nobody has a relationship with me where they have the leverage emotionally. Okay. So that makes me not have that issue. And then very frank, man, and let's just, once and for fucking all, I just don't care about the money. Yeah. Like I'm fine making 47,000 a year and reading all the comments on Instagram and LinkedIn that I was a loser and lost it all. Interested, interested. So what do you want to be remembered for at the end? That I gave a hell of a lot more than I took. I want, to be, I want to be the greatest entrepreneur of all time because entrepreneurship is what I do and I think the way to do that is to A, build big businesses and mm-hmm. exits and companies and put the points on the board. Right. But who I am. Okay. Right? That's, yeah, absolutely. I mean like, like I want to inspire the most entrepreneurs to be happy, not mm-hmm. just successful. Okay. Like there's so many people who are going to be unhappy making a million a year yeah. that would have been thrilled making 630. That is the number one conversation the that matters so, to me. That's the thing, right? Self-awareness. That's, Correct. That's, and that's exactly what this is all about, is that you know, when you know yourself, then the stuff that can happen in life, because it can happen to any of us, you know, people can die, people, things can happen, we can lose money, we can... Uh, but when you know what it is that moves you, when you know what it is that makes you how you think, then that stuff can't affect you in the way that it can when it just seems random. And when you use that self-awareness as a leverage point to eliminate the judgment of others. Absolutely. People are struggling because of judgment. Yeah, but where does that judgment come from, in your opinion? It co- it's an outside source that creates an inside voice that makes yeah. you believe it. But why do people judge online? Why do people judge? What, what people do judge in real life. Yeah, but where do, why do they do it? What, like because the they're, and they're insecure. Absolutely, that's exactly right. Of course. Right? So, so like, it's but it starts, with, it starts with parents. Yeah. I mean, the amount of parents, let's talk about immigrant cultures, sure. right? Right? Yeah. Parents put pressure because they care about what other parents think about their kids. The brown culture, the Asian culture, the Eastern European culture, like it's, it's the Asian culture, you know, yep. just, it's very obvious. Yep. In the moment that we all grew up, being a doctor and a lawyer and an engineer is on a pedestal. That's the current thing that's on a pedestal. Yep. Thus, you need to be one. And I was one. Well, I am one, yeah. Correct. Why? Because it's important for the generation above you and that's how they judged each other. Absolutely. The reason I'm happy is because my mom didn't give a fuck about other people's opinions. If my mom was cliche, Mm -hmm. like every other Eastern European Jewish mom that she came over to this country with from Russia, I would be a miserable NYU doctor too. Yeah. So to me, I can't bank on the world having a mom like me, so now I've decided to be their mom. Pretty sure no one has a mom like you. And that's really real for me, bro. Like I, I have a level of guilt and gratitude and it's a mix that has manifested in me making this content. I want to be that guy for them. Yeah. Because I was given it. That's amazing. And then, so yeah, going back to that then, so what that creates, I guess, is when I have my own insecurity. Game over. Uh, then what I do, True. yeah, so what I try and do then is I try and project that onto Of course, you. misery and, loves company. Yeah. That's so, very and real. That's, and, and I guess Can I tell you something? Sure. The singular reason that I deal with negative comments so easily is because I have empathy for them. Yeah. I feel bad for them. Absolutely. The thought that I would ever spend the time to go on somebody else's account and shit on them with my three minutes, 
I'm, wait, I'm gonna watch your video for a minute and then think for a minute and then write for a minute that you're a loser and that was stupid? You must be broke yeah. emotionally. So, so yeah, I'm trying to start this thing because I, I was at Facebook the other day with a mental health event and I was trying to tell all these guys that run communities there, why don't we rehabilitate the trolls? Because like, I do. Yeah, because that's, that's how I want to engage. It, right? Yeah. Because it's not about. But, but, but you know what? I think we need to be careful and not be altruistic. Why don't we understand? Absolutely. Them, right? Yeah. So but you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because when somebody hears you're going to rebuilt me, it's like, it's fuck yeah, you. Yeah. Fuck you. You're okay. not gonna, you I got me? You see yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. This is why, listen, you're very smart. You're right about mental health. Positioning matters. This is why, this mm-hmm. is why I am who I am. Words matter. Absolutely. Right? So for me, and not, like, not that I'm jumping on it because I say things like, but okay. if we can, this is why, why do you think I call my wine empathy? Have empathy. Mm-hmm come from that framework. Absolutely, that's, that's where it's at. As soon as you get I mean, I'm meeting honest a, empathy, then everything changes, the game everything. changes, everything internally, it all changes. Because then you suddenly realize, because you know, where does hate come from? It comes from a fear of the unknown or a projection of my own. 100%. You know, as soon as I understand that, then, then hate to me feels very different. 100%. It's such a weakness. Hate is such a weakness. When I see hate, I, I'm like, wow, this person's very weak. Yeah. And they think it, that they're strong. Right. People are confused. Yeah. Humility and empathy and gratitude, that's strength. Absolutely, man. That's exactly where it's at. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you so much. I'm glad we did it. Thank you. Man, one last thank you. Feel it, mood it in there for me. What's that? Feel it, mood it. What's up, everybody? It's Gary Vaynerchuk. Feel it, mood it. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome, brother. Thank Talk you. to you soon.